This is the Ken Pittman Show on 1420 WBSM. Five zero eight nine nine six, zero five hundred, and uh, you probably saw it on the news. But uh, Hunter Biden showed up at the Capitol unannounced in front of the committee, looking to interview him at a hearing, and he was threatened to find himself under contempt of Congress for not showing up. But he showed up without announcing or preparing. The members of the committee, kind of a kind of a punk move. But I thought the Republicans that were chastising him, one of them said he had no balls on the, you know, through the mic on in in the Capitol. I just don't think there's room for that. I think a certain level of decorum has to has to maintain. So it's just it's just an embarrassing chapter. But um, his position until now has been that he. He'll show up, he'll testify, but publicly. And of course, that offers the shield of members of his father's party filibustering the whole thing. And behind closed doors, that mechanism is not available. And with the Republicans holding the gavel, they would force him to answer questions or he would find himself in contempt or plead the fifth or whatever, but it's not the same. He's now agreed to testify. So he's bent. But I I think he's doing it because they have some sort of plan for him. And, um, you know, this this guy has been at the center of all these problems in in the far east of Europe. I, I've always had a problem, and, and a lot of you know this. My, my my position on Hunter Biden getting kicked out of the Navy the same month his dad wanted to be the front man for Ukraine for the Obama White House, Vice President Biden. 
that timeline has always bothered me. And, you know, Joe Biden always talks about what a great father he is, a loving father. I think he loves his son, but does he love him enough to do the right thing or the, the best thing for the purposes of money? Because I know I'm a father of six. I have four sons. If one of my sons was kicked out of the Navy for crack cocaine addiction and I had the resources I had as vice president of the United States, my son's going to sit in the best drug rehab for months. That's what my son's going to do. And Joe Biden said, nope, let's put him right in right in the producing chair. And he's making $83,000 a month for Burisma Holdings in Ukraine, an energy company that also had on its board of directors Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, who was hired only two months before. And in, by the way, in between the Devin Archer and Hunter Biden hirings at Burisma Holdings, Russia invaded Ukraine. So Putin sees the West encroaching on his sphere of influence, and he pushes back. That's what I think happened. The Polish, former Polish president sits on the board of directors. And in 2017, Mitt Romney, former presidential candidate running against Barack Obama in 2012, his national security advisor and close confidant, Kofor Black, CIA station chief, he sits on the board of directors with Hunter Biden. Putin sees all this. And the West encroaching on their doorstep was something the West promised wouldn't happen when the wall came down. They guaranteed it would not happen. We would not do this. And they're doing it. So our hands, I'm, I'm an American. Look, I'll stand with America, but we're, our hands aren't completely clean here. We, we poked the bear, literally. Because of the greed of some people in power. I, I hold Joe Biden responsible for a lot of this. And the naivety or whatever the agenda is that, that created the idea that it's a, it's a good thing to give around all these billions of dollars has absolutely financed a number of terrorist activity. Traceable, provable, whether it's the Houthi rebels, whether it's Hezbollah, whether it's Hamas. Iran is fun, funding all of it, even offering training. If that money had been sanctioned, and rightfully so, they are still lunging, not even quietly. They are, they are going to be part of the nuclear league, having nuclear missiles very soon because of the inaction of the Western leaders. And they are promising to do bad things with it, yet nobody wants to stop it. I'm not saying go to war with Iran. I'm saying you can do things. Knock out the power grid. They can't enrich uranium without power. Influence a regime change, whatever you want to do, it, this, this theocracy with bad intentions and promises of destroying Israel, destroying America, promising they're going to do that. I think, I think it's wise to trust them that they are who they say they are instead of hope that they're not. You know, these pallets full of cash, the sanctioned money that was returned to Iran, this stuff wasn't happening in, in terms of Hezbollah, Hamas activity, Houthi rebels. 
And the Saudi, the Saudi Arabians who have been pounding Yemen for years with missiles and artillery and all these airstrikes, uh, they're now saying, hey, you guys got to show some restraint here. <laughs> United States and Britain has been bombing the Houthi rebel positions that they find to be threatening the shipping lanes the most. But we're losing the relationships like Saudi Arabia, the cooperation. That the, I mean, Turkey just launched a major attack in Syria. I don't know the specifics of it, who they, who they struck. There's a lot of moving parts here. And I have zero faith in this current administration to do much about it. We had a general, right, the Secretary of Defense, who disappeared for several days. And I trust he was in the hospital. But the president didn't even know who, where he was. And he knew the president wouldn't even know he was gone. That's how much he knew about President Biden. I don't know who he is with, who he met with. Um, you know, I, I just, th there's no reason to speculate. It should never happen. 508-996-0500. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Uh, pretty good, thinking what you were saying. Looks to me like uh, Iran is the proxy for the United States. Is the what? And Proxy. You think they're the proxy of the United States? Yeah, that's why we pumped them up with money. That's why we took away the sanctions. And all this, all this was uh, pre, uh, preordained. Well, I think, I think so they're I doing it in the hopes... In the, in the vain hopes that they're not going to lunge for nuclear weaponry, but you're saying it's intentional for different reasons. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a one-world order situation, and Iran's a player now. And what they get out of it by being proxy to the United States is they'll end up with nuclear weapons pretty soon. And that's, and, and that's it, you know? But and, here's, uh, here's, the, here's what should confuse Americans. Here's Joe Biden saying, we've got to help Ukraine, right? And then he allows Iran. Then he allows Iran to then go start these wars around Israel, which has distracted the American focus on the Ukraine-Russian war, which is exactly what Putin wanted. I, I mean, he's he's playing checkers while the enemy's playing chess. Yeah, it, that's right. And, then, and he, he's going to do that publicly. Remember, Ukraine had thirty-five hundred uh, nuclear missiles in nineteen ninety-three yep. when they became into. Yeah. And we promised them and, that we'd protect uh, them as long, if they if they dismantled. Yeah, now we're their proxy in a stalemate war with a half a million dead and 12 million in Poland hanging on for dear life. And people 60 years old fighting the Russians, Ukraines, because uh, they own land and uh, there's nothing else to do. And uh, the, the, the billion, the hundred and something billion dollars, uh, two thirds of it went to pensions and payroll for the Ukraine corrupt government. And that's we got receipts on that. That money we all gave our taxpayers here. So yeah, we thought it was anyway, going to munitions. So there's a proxy there. You, you got you got uh, Iran is our proxy, and they're doing all the dirty work through their proxies. It's like it's like the mafia. You got the darn, then you got the captain, and then you got you got the capos and the lieutenants, and all. that's how it's playing out through the region. And then we act like, oh. Look at what they're doing, and we don't strike anything of any importance because you're not going to – got to make it look good, like a fake fight. 
And, uh, yeah, so we're not going to take out Iran. We're not going to go in there and destroy their... Uh, oh, you're, and you're right about that. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I agree with your idea that the Iranians are cooperating with the Americans, but I, I do agree that the tactics are ridiculous. I mean, you can't... You can't if you're going to... You're trying to kill the hornet's nest by whacking the hornet at one at a time as they exit the, the, the nest. I mean, that's not going to do it. Yeah, it does it when, you, when you're running three proxy wars at the same time. Remember, October 7th wasn't just the day that Israel got invaded. It was Putin's birthday. There was a lot of significance to that. I, you think it was, I don't know if there is or not. I, I mean, there's only 365 days in a year. I, I guess it's possible. Well, it's political. It could be anything. It's political. Remember, people are dying right now. Uh, equal opportunity death. Uh, we don't have any soldiers per se other than the bases uh, scattered around the region over in uh, the Mideast. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, yeah, wasn't it uh, Putin that ran a, a circle around uh, the size of Texas, uh, uh, Ukraine, and uh, Biden watched the whole thing? Yeah, they amassed troops uh, uh, beginning uh, what, two months after Biden was inaugurated, and then they attacked the following year. Poland, the Poland's is the next in line. And uh, so we said, well, we're the difference. Uh, if, if we don't have a proxy war with Ukraine, uh, then they're going to hit NATO, and then we're going to be in a full full war. Poland, yeah, well, any, Estonia, and, Monrovia, you know, they're all at risk. Everybody's at risk, especially that idiot in the White House. He is one, he is one troublemaker, and you just can't say nothing about it. He's a troublemaker. Hey, I hear, I hear that Trump's got his VP already picked. He's got his cabinet picked. Yeah, he's got everything. Everything's already. Everything's already to, to start going. I mean, I wouldn't. Well. I wouldn't pack my suitcases yet, but um, he's is he's got his ducks in a row so far. Yeah, the only way he can lose is if he gets married or something. That's all. Well, I, I think happen. he's. I think he has to. Uh, this time, I think he has to. Be more considerate about the perception of the, the, the viewers. I think he's going to be more presidential, more restrained. Well, if he gets hit and he gets murdered, you know it's coming out of the uh, Department of Justice and all that. I mean, look what they did at Mar-a-Lago. They could have killed him right there and said that, you know, if he was there, they would probably shot him and say, oh, he, he, he did something. Look like he had a hand grenade or something. Well, uh, he, he's, he's, just, he's an accident waiting to happen. So I want a good vice president. I really do, because I don't. I don't see Trump finishing this term either, for other reasons. Well, I mean, he. You know, last time he came in, he, he had the Secret Service, and he also hired his own security on top of it. Yeah, he did, and I mean, that, that should tell us all something, right there. <laughs> he doesn't I trust. Mean, let's face it. Uh, when you vote for Trump, you're going to get a receipt. Uh, you vote for Biden. I said, yeah, I'll vote for you, Biden. Democracy's on the ballot. Yeah. But, all right. I'm loving this democracy and this unity you promised us and everything. And, and uh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. The yeah. Iran, we, we were a billion apiece for six hostages, and then we released sanctions, and all of a sudden we can't throw a, a sparkler at Iran. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're not up. <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's terribly misguided ventures to even, you know, give them money for for the purposes of behaving or otherwise. Party, this, this party's soaking us. It's unreal. It's amazing what all this money could have done right here in the states.
really have something to brag about. Yeah, the forensics of this, someday the historians, the forensics of this administration is just going to be ponderous. They're just going to be, it's it's almost too hard to believe that they acted the way they did. I appreciate the call. Thanks. 508-996-0500. Let's take a, a commercial break. We'll return. You're listening to The Ken Pittman Show on AM 1420 WBSM. Pittman Show on 1420 WBSM. Biden's attempt to avoid contempt charges uh, is not doesn't seem like it's going to work. Uh, the Republicans in the committee are saying he's going to be charged anyway. The chairman of the two two of the House committees investigating Hunter Biden said Friday that the contempt of Congress resolution will proceed against the first son despite his about face on sitting in for deposition. Further Oversight Chair James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, and Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, released a joint statement Friday warning Hunter Biden against additional stunts or delay. Their their statement came after Attorney Abe Lowell said, or Abby Lowell said earlier Friday, that Hunter Biden will appear for a closed-door deposition after the panels issue a proper subpoena. It's Lowell's contention that the previous subpoenas were legally inv- invalid, rendering the contempt resolution impermissible. Comer said um, they will not provide special treatment for the Biden family. While we are heart- heartened that B- Hunter Biden now says he will comply with the subpoena, make no mistake, Hunter Biden has already defied two valid lawful subpoenas instead, instead of appearing for his deposition on December 13th. Hunter Biden appeared on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol where he made a public statement without taking any questions. And then this week at the Oversight Committee's markup of his contempt resolution, Hunter Biden pulled another stunt as he continued to defy duly issued subpoenas. While we work on, while we work to schedule a deposition date, we will not tolerate any additional stunts or delay from Hunter Biden. The American people will not tolerate 
and the House will not provide special treatment for the Biden family. I think precedent has been set about treatment of a president's family, but I still think you still have to act professionally as a, a member of Congress. I didn't like the line of questioning or the remarks made by a couple of Congress members. I just think that you have to keep a certain level of language worthy of the American public. 508-996-0500. Probably the biggest story in New England, it's got to be the exit of Belichick. And now we have Kraft Mayo. You like that? That's not mine. That, that was a good one, Ken. I'm a Cane's mayonnaise guy if I have to have mayonnaise now, myself. I'm a, I'm a Hel- Hellman's uh, I know it. Ma- mayonnaise. You don't like that weird aftertaste? No. I mean, you do? You like that? Okay. Ah, you said no. Ken, <laughs> you, we, we were talking uh, before the 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock hour. We were talking about who do you bring in as veteran coaches? Who's going to want to come? To be around Mayo. Who's who does Mayo want? Mayo's not going to want somebody too impressive. He's probably he's probably going to want a guy that has has experience for calling calling offensive plays. You well, you don't need a defensive coordinator. My my feeling. Let, let's just talk about McDaniel's for a second because obviously he's he's not going to be given another chance as a head coach. He's a he's a he's a coordinator, and I don't think he's called the greatest games necessarily. He's had some success due to the precision of Brady, but I think he's a great play designer. There's room for him somewhere in the NFL. I just don't, I don't know if it'll be here, but I, I think, I think Belichick will bring him with him somewhere. I, if, if the Patriots don't sign him. I, I see, I see, I see uh, Bill O'Brien's staying here. If McDaniels doesn't. Well, there, yeah, there was a falling here. out. It was some sort of falling out between O'Brien and Belichick during the season. Now and Belichick was alleg- allegedly even said it's almost over, so he knew it was coming. So now, now it's a new regime. Probably, I could see, I could see O'Brien staying here to help out to help out Mayo in his transition. I'm not, not crazy about him either. He's a he's a yeah, but he's part of the Belichick coaching tree though. Okay? Well, he, look, he is. I also thought. It, do you think he did well with the offensive scheme this year? No, me either. And that Indianapolis game really spoke to me, but I, I thought he was terrible. The the only guy the the only guy I can see being being uh being on the staff if Belichick doesn't take him with him mm-hmm. is uh Steve Steve Belichick can I can't imagine Steve Belichick wanting he, to stay with the Crafts after that departure of his father he didn't do that ba- he didn't do that bad here well we well I thought it was Mayo. It was it was it was it was a it was a tandem. I know we're told that. I I don't know that we get a pulse on this thing publicly. I don't know what if they're saying things differently privately on on who should be given the credit for the way the defense played. I mean, I I give it to Bill Belichick. Uh, Mayo did whatever he, his role was. He did it well, right? But um, I I don't know. I I can't imagine Belichick's kid staying after that after the way he was treated. Because you got. Cause you got two kids here, don't you? Really? Yeah, his other son's on the coaching staff too. I didn't know that. 
Never saw. I never laid eyes on him. Never heard the name. Nah, I think he was in the background. Wow. Because every time, every time you watch a Patriots game, they show Steve. Yeah, making a making a crazy face, making an ugly face with his with his Joe Dirt mullet. Um, I I don't even I don't know. I mean, you have to imagine it's a family business. Uh, Bill Belichick's father was the coach for Navy his whole childhood and young adult. I mean, he's he's been a coach his whole life. Ken, I see I I see them bringing in like a Brian like a Brian Flores type person to coach to coach this see, team. I would have felt very comfortable if Brian Flores came in to coach. I mean, I thought he did a pretty good job and got a raw deal in Miami. With, with the Miami yes. Dolphins. I didn't think he was he was um somebody who should have been fired. I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, he beat the Patriots with uh with Tom Brady on the roster. Um I thought the team was going in the right direction. And of course, the moves they made in the meantime, they're obviously they're a very good team right now. Yeah, who's, who, who are going to freeze their butts off and 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 leave negative Kansas City tomorrow with the playoff loss? Yeah, it's, uh, what's the what's the temperature expected to be <laughs> with the wind chill negative twenty three? <laughs> Imagine going from Miami Beach, lying around in South Beach for five months, right, uh, in between your uh, football practices, and now you go up to negative twenty three. That's not going to work. I'm yeah. sorry. But if you look, if you look at it, both teams are going to have a, have well, a hard, hard know, time is, with that. But you have a team who's acclimated. They come out of their houses. They're they're outside practicing. This is a team who who knows how to play in the weather a lot better than a team who comes from ideal yeah. summer weather. Not at negative twenty three degrees, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. The, it's going to affect both teams, but one a lot more. It's a tremendous advantage for Kansas City. If 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 the, if Kansas City doesn't get it right, Ken. And they don't get out of today's game with a win. And two is a little guy. Those footballs are slick in that kind of cold. Yeah, I know. The little hands, I, I it's going to be pick city. If No, but like what I was saying, if Kansas City doesn't um, bring home a win today, Ken, could you see Could you see Kansas City moving on no. from me? You, you don't no. see? No, I think the front office, if, if Andy Reid's, did one thing wrong this year? It was to not, uh, at least by the by the uh, trade deadline, bring in a, wide a serviceable number one wide receiver. Yes. That's because if they had that, they'd be right back in business. They, they, you know, you can't just have Kelsey and you know the the two running backs, the uh, Richard Caldwells of the uh, of the world. You, you can't have that. You have to have serviceable comp- because the teams today are drafting. Secondary personnel first. You know, this, it's such an important position. You got to have superior wide receivers today. So, uh, Patriots are another example of, of, of the need. Um, and you, I, 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 as much as I want to build that offensive line, I really wouldn't be opposed to Marvin Harrison Jr. coming on this team because he's going to make a difference. Not this year, probably as much because he's going to learn how to play in the NFL. Number one, and I think the quarterback's going to have a tough time getting the ball to him. But Ken, he's he's got the he's got he's got the knowledge already. How to play in the NFL? His oh. father played here. Well, his father played there's in nothing the NFL, like not here. True, sorry. but there's nothing like that's right. It's, it's, there's nothing like actually playing in the NFL. You, know, you can't yes. learn from words, the speed and all the, the complications of the offenses, all that. I think he's going to be a very productive player in the NFL. Um, and we certainly have the need. Ken, what's what's the what's the injury report on the Miami? Uh, Kansas City game is Waddle and uh, the running back playing today. If I was Hill, I would say, "Oh, I don't know about this leg. Uh, I get, uh, 
I get uh, some sort of strange three-day disease. I wouldn't be able to play today, Coach. I don't know. It's n- minus 23. Hill is coming off. If he plays, he'll not be at 100% with his injury. Waddle well, won't uh, be at 100%. He definitely won't be at 100%. So the two best weapons um, in, in miserable, miserable conditions that will only get worse as the game goes forward. I, I don't think it matters. I think Kansas City is going to win like 20 to nothing or 17 to nothing. Can you? But like, you know what I, you know what I understand? I think the NFL screwed up What's today, that? tonight. That, ga- that game's only on Peacock. Well, a lot, yeah, there's a lot of people are refusing to pay for the NFL playoffs, and the NFL is watching to see if people will pay. I hope nobody does. I, I, think I, don't, I, don't, I don't watch them if they're on Peacock. How can you if you don't have a subscription? Like, because what? Who's the 4 o'clock game today? Isn't it Cleveland-Houston? Yeah. That's that's going to be a good game. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, it just shows you if you pick the right quarterback, how fast it can turn around. Stroud, I, I, and I got it wrong. I thought he was going to be the next Dwayne Haskins, right? I just... Uh, I just didn't see it, but he's he's got the the know how. He's got the process of the NFL speed, so he's going to be effective. And you can tell he's going to be effective long term. He's already good. Yeah, and one of the coaching jobs that they were mentioning was Carolina. I don't think Belichick wants to go to Carolina with a with a quarterback. No, that's not experienced. No, yet. Belichick wants to break the record. Believe me, he's going to go to a team that can help him break that record. At this point. That guy wants to go fishing on his boat. There you go. Right? But there's, he wants that record. There's three teams out there. And he wants a Super Bowl. There's three teams out there. That's that's I think there's four. Go ahead. Name your three. That's the only that's the only uh way he's gonna get a he's gonna get a chance to break that I record. I think there's five. He's gonna break that record go and ahead. and win a Super Bowl ring. Name him. Dallas, if McCarthy doesn't do well. Philadelphia if he <laughs> What a collapse that is. Yes. And I could see and I could see uh I could see him going to Buffalo, Ken. Those are three teams that really aren't mentioned first. I mean you have Atlanta, you have the Chargers, you have Oakland, you have Dallas, right? I think people are forgetting the New York Giants. They're not they're not that that offense sucks. I mean stinks too, Ken. I, I know, but he has a love for that team. And Barkley's out the door. It is New York. It's going to be a big money contract. Saquon Barkley's not walking I, I know. I, 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 there are obvious reasons why he would want to go there. I, I think if McCarthy tanks, and it, first of all, if Bill Belichick isn't signed by the end of the playoffs, you'll know that he was watching to see what happened in Dallas. Because... Right? No coaches, no coaches can sign until January twenty first. Can no, exactly, and but that, I think Mayo, in, that, in that period beforehand, though, it'll it'll happen fast. But Mayo, but May, why why? Uh, well, because he's already on the staff. Yeah, so he he's fine with that. Yeah, that, they avoided the 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 Rooney and the other procedures as far as waiting till the January twenty first by signing. But I don't care. That they did that. I'd rather go through the processes to make sure they get the right guy. Yes. I think and it was a, a bit impulsive. I really do. And get a GM here first. Yeah. I would have got a GM here first. Before. Unless they think they have one, which I think, again, this is another bad, bad miscalculation by Kraft. I got to say, he has been a great owner, 
right? I mean, every coach he's picked, and there's only been three so far, but besides Mayo, you had Parcells. You, you had Parcells, you had Pete Carroll, who went on to win a Super Bowl and probably could have won more. In Belgium. And he's and he's run a good program up in Seattle. He he was fired earlier this uh week too. Um and Bill Belichick. So he's he's I think he's got a pretty good mind for finding head coaches, which is why I have a little hope about Mayo, but the problem is he's got no, there's no evidence. You know, all the other guys had a resume. His is an insufficient resume. It's almost like you get a blank sheet when you're considering him. And they, I mean, I know he's been on the sidelines with Mayo and maybe Mayo was able to. You mean Belichick? No. He's been on the sideline with Belichick. No, I'm saying Kraft yeah. has probably been on the sideline when, you know, watching Mayo or, or asking Mayo certain questions and satisfied with his answers, I guess. Kraft obviously is a super intellect. Yes. Given his success. So he probably has a very good aptitude for whatever he gets involved with. And he has been really hands-on as an owner at the same time he's let Belichick make all the football decisions um, until as of late. But... I, I bet he's I bet he's got a much better idea of what needs to be done, but compared to the guy who came in originally, he just had a, he just knew who to trust originally. Ken, I there there's a job that you would you just said that I could see Belichick going to too. Don't say Pete Carroll. Oh, Seattle. Wow, jeez, Ken, where are you going with that? Seattle. Yeah, he's got he's got a he's got an off he's got some weapons and. On on the offensive side of the ball in Seattle, he's got he's got a good defense there. Interesting. I don't. I never considered the idea, but from what I'm reading, the most likely team he'll go to is Atlanta. Which, Let's, to me, I don't see a lot of promise that they're going to be a premier team. He's got he's got a good running back there, Ken. The guy's a rookie. The guy's it's going to be his second year there, and then you have you have the tight end from uh, the University of Florida there, Kyle Pitts. But there's a quarterback situation that I don't see. Pitts has been a bust for the most part. Yes, what was he picked fifth yep. in the draft? Yep, he hasn't been a number five pick. He's been a bust. He doesn't. He doesn't have a. He he. He's going into the same situation that he had here. Ken. He has no quarterback there. Right. That's a proven quarterback. Actually. They do have the number six pick in the draft. They should end up with maybe Jaden Daniels or Penix or Bo Nix, somebody like that, if they want to re- reach down and get Penix or or Nix. I personally find more value in Bo Nix than most people, but I, I would love to see him on the Patriots. Ken, you're talking about you're talking about the quarterback from University of Washington. Yeah. His draft stock's going down by Well, I mean he was playing Michigan's defense and he was you know, they got to his ribs. Uh, he's still the best pure throwing quarterback in that in the whole draft. The late the the latest mock draft has JJ McCarthy's stock rising. Uh, it, look JJ McCarthy's pretty wild in that game. He did not inspire I mean he was what um Twenty for seven, uh, ten for seventeen, hundred and forty yards. It's something really unimpressive. And I saw, I saw some wild throws. If, if I'm, if I'm Gerard Mayo, and he has a GM there, I'd get a veteran. Ken. I'd get a veteran quarterback for like one or two years. I think, to be honest, I think only Bo Nix can step in right away. 
out of all of them, even even the ones that have a higher ceiling yeah, I don't, of potential. I don't see I don't see Caleb Williams starting right away. I don't see Drake May starting right away. Well, I think when we say right away, Drake May might be able to start right away, but I think Caleb Williams, um, Jaden Daniels, I think those guys come in six, week six or seven. You know, if uh, if it's been just terrible, why not? But I think they're going to need time to develop between April and October to develop and learn the system for the most part. You you don't often see quarterbacks ready to step in. Stroud, um, I mean, he's obviously going to be a good player for a long time as long as he avoids injury. He's got it. Um, there's no question. But it's rare. It's rare. I mean, I think I, th- I think you could probably depend on. What is your problem, Brian? Wait a minute. Brian's Brian's already got a problem. He just walked in the room. He's got a problem with what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a problem with you with your Bo Nick starting week there one. There you go. Oh, he could. He could. He could start week one. He's, <laughs> see, once again. I'm not saying he'd be great, Bo, but he'd Bo, start, he's Bo, capable. Bo knows Bo. Bo knows football. <laughs> Bo knows Bo. It's hard to tell, Ken. Just because you look good on a wider college football field doesn't mean that the same thing is going to happen in a faster, shorter league. How much shorter? Short? Uh, short enough. With two yards? A yard and a half? What is it? That's it's, a- but that's all you need. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, think it's I mean, two yards. You, you ever notice the way they cut off the angle of the field? You, have, you ever notice how running backs who, know, who do a sweep, they're always outside and they're running down the sideline? You can't do that in the pros. Because I've the field it. is smaller, and they know how to cut well, off the angle. Defenses are faster, and the angles are yes. better. I, I know. I know. You get it's it, it's more of a precision game, and it's a speed game mentally and physically. Oh yeah. And so it's hard to see um, accurately. Even the stud athletes of the college in the draft, they they don't. It doesn't translate often. And I get that. Where's Trey going? Who? Trey Lance? Yeah. Isn't he staying in Dallas? I don't know. I think there's your quarterback right oh, there. Oh, no. No, yeah. no. Again, you want a coach with no evidence he can coach and a quarterback with no evidence he can quarterback, and that's your future? That's that's why we get rid you of the greatest what? coach of all time? I Did I tell you to get rid of him? No. No, I didn't. Nope. I said let him run out the and contract. You know Does anybody ever listen to me? And you know what? The, the sad part is his statement earlier before he was fired in the week earlier days earlier he said he would be willing to work yes, with the general did. manager yeah. which should have really oh, he, did he say opened ge- the door i i don't remember him saying general manager i think he said he was willing to relinquish some it wasn't of the, the word general manager somebody yeah. yeah somebody asked would you be willing to um to um, allow for more personnel um decisions yes. from from uh, a new source and he something like that and he said yeah do Whatever's collected would be better for the organization. to work for the team. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great answer. Ken, was only, good enough. But he knew he was out. I think he knew. And he yeah. just said all the right things to make Kraft look evil. And <laughs> There's only one guy. Did you see the two? Of, I'm sorry. Did you see the two of them standing together at that press conference? I didn't see the press conference. Oh. I did. I did. What did you, what did you think? I, I, I kind of thought that Kraft checked out a long time ago. I think he's lost his fastball because I think he's been a great owner. I think if you looked at the two of them standing there, I don't want to get on age or anything like that, but I saw two aging men. It was a great. It was a great regime, but it's a tired regime. Fair, right? It's it's true. It's just a tired regime, and all good things come to an end. I just think the guy was owed a more dignified exit. 
Because this, this so how undignified was the exit, in your opinion? Uh, well, I mean, it's now clear. I mean, all these the, all these remarks that, that Kraft is making, all the dirt's coming out now that it's over. Um, so it wasn't tenable, I guess. However, Mayo's going to have a great advantage over Belichick in that the cap space is pretty fairly large. And having that number three pick every round for the first six rounds, and then you have Chicago's pick in the, in the seventh round, that's a great spot to be in if you've got to rebuild and you do it right. I, I don't know that they're going to do it right. I don't even know who the GM is. I don't know who's going to be picking so, the players. And, and I'm glad you came around to that because Mayo isn't the general manager. To the best of our knowledge, I don't think he's going to get that hat. I think Kraft made a very unwise decision to promise the next coaching position to Mayo because now, my in my opinion, when you are looking for a bright, rising, or proven general manager, how appealing is it that that's he can't, else, he can't yeah. even pick his own coach? Mm-hmm. That's not that that's appealing. Not good. But you know, I I'm feeling for Gerard Mayo too because he's never been in a position quite like this. Never never mind the Patriots mystique that he that he definitely was a part of. He's got a ring. But yeah, he's got a ring. 2014. But you know what? He doesn't have the management skill. I don't know. There's no evidence. Well, yeah, that's right. There's no evidence. We don't know what he has. He could, but why guess? Why speculate when you can bring in proven? I mean, I, you had- I I think he has been set up to fail. I do too. I think he's been set up to fail. Do you remember when David Lee Roth replaced Howard Stern? There was, no. There was no way that was going to work. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that happened. <laughs> yeah. They put a sacrificial lamb in to replace Howard Stern. It was David Lee Roth who had the, the chutzpah to sit there. But it wasn't ever going to be a success. And if he doesn't get in the playoffs in two years, by the end of his second year, he's gone. I, I guess you're giving him that much. What ha- What happens if... They go 0-9? No, not 0-9, but I would say what happens at the end of this season and the record is 4-13 and or 3-14. and You just had you just had a an incredible chance to turn it. I think he needs to double the wins. I think Kraft's very impatient. Myself. Yeah, we get, we got to get like at least eight wins next year. I, I, he's, I think he's under a lot more pressure than he understands right now. I think I'm happy for him, and I like Gerard Mayo. Yeah. Plus, he was in the oh, three yeah. we, I, I don't think we're taking it out on him. I we, right. You know, it's a position that he's been put how in. How dare you take that job? Of course, he's going to take it. It was in his contract, which is crazy. Well, how did on, it get in there? But it's crazy for them to sign that. How because, did it get in there? Oh, Kraft, Kraft put it in there. Yeah. Well, but okay, and so why does Bob Kraft? Put that in the contract. Um, Come on. This is plain as, as the skin on my, on my back. It's as plain as the skin on my back. That's why it's in there. That was why it was in there. What are you saying? Look, that's what I'm saying. Because he's black? Yes. He's a minority. Really? He's yes. a minority. Well, the Rooney rule now has been yes. dodged. Okay. I still don't see the wisdom in it. Go through the Mooney rule. Right? Interview Mayo. Interview Brian Flores. I'm not arguing that. Two- but he, what he has done is he is taking care of that. He's just bit off the apple. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't have to go through that because I mean, it makes Mayo's sense. on the staff. Yeah. It makes sense. But I, I, I would have felt, and if, that's your, if it's a diversity hire, I would have felt much more comfortable with Brian Flores, who I think showed signs of being a good coach. 
I won't argue that. But now you're going through a whole different process. Yeah, you got to wait. You, you had yeah. this guy on staff, and apparently Mayo got some offers at uh, from from some other teams, and he was thinking about taking. Them. What kind of offers? I don't know. General manager's position usually is about as important a position in the league. I mean, that's who builds the team. How are you going to get the best if he can't even pick his own coach? I, I think. Uh, well, wait a minute, Don Shula had other general managers come in while he was coaching. It's a generational coach, so we'll be back. God, that feels so much better. All right, we're back. So... The over and under in the Kansas City Miami is forty three and a half, which I can't imagine. imagine. Unless people are fumbling the ball into the end zone, I don't see a lot of movement on the ball today. You know, you get two of his small hands and that slick ball, and there you da, go da, again. Da, well, there you go. I'm telling again. you, things happen. Uh, you can deflate the balls; it's not going to matter. The uh, one thing that Tua can do about the only his only saving grace is run he can and run. run for his life. But de- but you know, thanks to Tyreek Hill, the Kansas City Chiefs were able to get draft choices that greatly improved that defense. They were a lot faster, a lot better than they were when they were just they a, a juggernaut. Didn't do anything about the offensive wide receivers? Ooh, that's their big mistake, isn't it? And Kelsey's not catching the ball lately. He's too busy looking at Taylor. That's a big catch. Yeah, well, but there you go. <laughs> She's Aren't they getting married? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, do we care? Yes. You know, Belichick said something funny when he first stepped up to the podium. I read what he said. I didn't see it. But, you know, when he saw the huge press conference ready for his exit, he said, I haven't seen this many cameras here since we signed Tebow. <laughs> yeah, he said, he said that right when he went to the podium. I started laughing. I'm like, what? Yeah. Wow. He'll be missed here. Uh, I'm going to miss him. Um, you know what? I. So I guess you, as Ken has been doing for several weeks now, talking about Dallas, depending on how they do. Yeah. I don't think that's a possibility at all. Oh. Of course, I could be wrong. If Mike McCarthy is one and done. I don't think Belichick is that dumb. I think. You heard me. I don't think he's that dumb. To go to Dallas? Yes. With Jerry Jones? Yes. But that's a team that can almost guarantee that win total to, in, in two years, 17 wins. They're going to win. With Belichick on Dallas, they'll win 13 games a year, 12 games a year, at minimum, I think. They, well, they, I most, mean, I, I, they have as much I, talent as I anybody. Don't know. Once again, you're talking about how much control is Belichick going to get? He's that's going, what he well, he wants. won't go to Dallas unless he gets control. Well, but they, that's yeah, what I've been saying all along. He won't get control there. He comes. won't get control. Um, and he'll talk Jerry to, Jones and he is... will talk to Parcells to find out at what particular point should I know that Jerry is changing his way. I think, from what I know of Jerry Jones, I think he's convinced Par- Belichick can deliver what he what he wants one more time at least as another Super Bowl. He had Jimmy Johnson. He got dumped him quick. And I think he's... Yeah. I think he wouldn't admit it. I, I think he regrets it ever since. Well, because he had a dynasty coach. We'll be back. You're listening to the Ken Pittman Show on AM 1420 WBSM. Don't go away.
WBSM and W258DR New Bedford. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 AM and 99.5 FM. WBSM, a town square media station.